Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How do you deal with maintaining multiple friendships and ensuring that they're all fruitful? Sorry, before you even ask that, stop asking us if we have boyfriends. Stop asking that. Go on. (laughs) Sometimes in the desire for and in the pursuit of love, we start to um, settle for the counterfeit. A lot of us want to go in and ask the right questions because we think based on what they say, we can make our decision. But you don't make decisions based on what people say. You make decisions on how people act. Because one thing about shame is shame is going to hold you back. Yeah. Shame is going to hold you back. For real. (laughs) make a way. Oh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters around the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be bringing a little bit of TMS live in London right to the podcast. Mm-hmm. That is right. Sisters, we had an absolute blast at our live in London show. But one thing that we realized is the girlies have a whole bunch of questions. They- and a whole bunch of relatable questions Mm -hmm. too so we thought we'd actually spend the majority of this podcast answering your questions answering your dilemmas and having just a little bit of a as they say girl chat for sure for sure and bringing the show to you yeah but before we do that we have to make sure that our house is swept. Yeah. Housekeeping announcements. <sighs> what is there to say? At this point, we have gone to Birmingham and come back. Insane. So definitely check out our socials. There will be a story highlight for you to see what went on in Birmingham. But I'm sure it was amazing. This is us talking from the past. So hopefully, and we speak it into into being, that um, it was amazing and that God did his thing. Hallelujah. Um, but thank you to everybody who showed up and showed out. Thank you to the sisters for your support um what else is happening in the tms universe i think that is about it that we can reveal (laughs) yeah of course please make sure that you are still supporting us especially as it pertains to our book if you haven't already please sisters go and get a copy go and get a copy for your friends whoever you think would benefit from it we've been hearing on the grapevine Mm. that it's a great read so we really suggest that you um check it out yeah for real sisters Before we get into um, all of your questions and your dilemmas, there is a sister that is in need. Right. Help me as we introduce the next ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Let us get into it. Hi, big sisters. Hi, sis. It's your little sis from Zambia. Love that. Writing to you from India. Nice. Before I get into it, let me just say how grateful I am for all that that TMS does. It really gives me hope for a better future. So thank you. That's so kind. Anyways, I'm currently at an Indian college and I do not want to be here. And in fact, I never wanted to be here. Mm. A bit of background. My parents are divorced, but my mom has full custody over my two younger siblings and I. Mm. I'm 17, so I'm legally a minor. What she says goes. One day, my parents got into a huge fight and threats were made and lawyers were called and my dad wanted to sue for custody at a point. Mm. Long story short, my mom got spooked because my dad has the financial muscle and was ready for war at that time. So my mom packed me and my big sister up and sent us to this college. Now for the tea. I am super unhappy here. Mm. First of all, I hate my course and I don't know if I can even use it. 
It feels like I, I picked it because it was the closest thing to medicine and my parents always wanted a doctor. So I just did it without thinking. Right. But now I'm in it and I really resent my past. I really resent my past self for ever choosing it. I have always loved writing and reading and honestly public speaking in general, mm. but I can't do any of those things here because no one speaks English and I'm not holding it against and I'm not holding it against them. Mm. I can't do it here because literally no one cares or no one understands. My mom took out a lot of money to send me here and I just can't tell her that I want to quit. My older brother told me before I left that I was ruining my own life and every day I spend here, I feel like he was right. I can't ask him for help because he said I shouldn't and my dad, well, he is still mad that I came here in the first place. Right. The only way I can think of to get where I want to go is to go to the UK. Mm, Wait, yeah. The only way I can think of to get to where I want to go, which is the UK, is to get my own money. Mm. I'm still a minor, so mm. I can't handle my bank account yet. But I turn 18 in November, so I will be able to do that then. Mm. I want to start doing YouTube videos and building a community around my interests. But I'm he hesitant because I know a lot of strings come attached to being a public figure. Right. I hope to hear from you soon. Thank you in advance. God bless. Oh, interesting. Oh, this, what immediately came to mind is you really just have to make the most out of a bad situation. I think being a minor puts mm. you in a position where, like you said, your mum basically calls the shots on this one. Being in India may not seem like, you know, the thing that you would have ideally picked, but that's the situation you're in now. So you have to try and make the best out of this situation for the foreseeable future. The next thing that came to mind is try and forgive yourself, your past self, um, and try to reconcile the fact that when you did make this decision, it was based on the information and the options you had at the time, which were extremely limited. This situation is very complex. And I'm really sorry to hear about like your parents' divorce and what's going on between like a potential custody battle, because I can only imagine how stressful that can be. And so the one thing I would say is give yourself a lot of grace, give yourself, um, kind of give yourself some compassion mm. because you were making a hard decision um, to pick a course, to go to somewhere you didn't want to go to for a situation which you really can't control. And so you're, you know, you're alive, you're safe. Um, hopefully you and your family are together. And what you can do in this situation is just enjoy this course whilst you can. You're not going to be doing it forever. And despite the fact that it may not have been your first choice and you kind of felt like you chose it in haste, it will still provide you with a lot of skills which are transferable for the future, no matter what it is you do. Mm -hmm. So education, and we'll always be proponents of this, education is amazing in any form. And so take advantage of the fact that you can get an education right now and also that you can do something which a lot of people do not have the chance to do when they are your age, which is to explore a new culture and live in a new country. And so definitely be explorational, definitely be adventurous, go and see what the cultures are like around you, really soak up the diversity of the people that are probably around you if you are going to like an international school where there are loads of different people from different backgrounds. Um, try and make friends, try and make connections. And like I said, try and make the best out of a a not so great situation. Um, the next thing I would say, and as you were mentioning it, like, okay, there's no one around me who'd really be interested in like public speaking and mm -hmm. writing and all the things I'm interested in. I was literally thinking the internet's going to be your best friend. This is a lot of the reason, this is um, a reason why a lot of people turn to the internet in the first place and turn to content creation, blogging, vlogging in the first place, just wanting an outlet that was outside of their real world to yeah. some degree. And so definitely start up a blog, start up 
a medium page or you know create that YouTube channel as you were saying and I know it does take financial investment but I do think if you sit down and you talk to your mum about the fact that you're in India you're not necessarily too too happy and one of the things that you would like is to just explore a hobby um then you can kind of get her permission to start because you will be starting as a minor anyway so it would be good to get parental consent and just somebody who's looking over what's happening as you kind of emerge into the internet because the internet is a vast and sometimes scary place as we always say so I definitely say just have this conversation um with your parent that just says you know thinking of starting a YouTube channel, can you please get me a camera? Um, if there's no financial means for that, then start up a blog, a blog. Cause I guess the same way you've written us this email, there's somewhere for you to write a blog mm-hmm. and post it somewhere. Um, and so I would say get started with that. And even if you can't afford to start YouTube, cause you know, the investment can be a bit high. If you have a phone, actually you can start using the, your back camera to do that. Um, but in terms of like internet and having enough data to upload ETC, it can be a bit of a drag and and, you know, it may be hard to ask your mum for that, especially as she may be embarking on a custody case. Mm-hmm. So one thing I would say is starting a blog may be a lot more low cost for you and just give you something which you find exciting, create, you know, really exciting subject matters to write on and things which you're really passionate about and can help you kind of discover yourself in this season. And I think you never know, there are probably people around you who would be interested in what it is that you are doing. There may be a language barrier, there may be a cultural barrier, mm-hmm. but if you can find people around you who there is that ability to communicate with, um, who may take interest in what it is you do, maybe writing clubs in your school um, or things where people, and even if there isn't one, maybe try and create one yeah. um, and, and kind of go to like the English speaking classes and see if people would want to take part in something like this. Um, but at the same time, just having something for yourself will hopefully make this period a bit more um, bearable. And that brings me to the last thing, which is it's just a season. It really is just a period. And as you said, I don't know if you're turning 18 this November as in this month or next year but even if it's you know one month or one year the time will pass Mm -hmm. and so I know you know it may be doom and gloom because your brother and your dad and people are upset with you and people are like you know don't call on me for support but if you can lean on your siblings who are also going through this for support of like the fact that you have this shared experience Mm -hmm. if you can make your mum aware of how it is you're feeling whilst being empathetic to her situation but also asking her to be you know empathetic and compassionate of yours um and then if you can just push through by picking up a hobby which is a bit of an outlet as you try to appreciate and soak up all of your um like studies and your opportunities and being in a new country I think the next one month or one year will hopefully be quite bearable um and full of a lot of self-discovery as well as just discovery of the world that you are now in um and I really do pray and we really do pray that this season of whatever's happening in your family as well does come to a swift but also neat end um in a way that is you know kind of in everyone's interest and really make sure that there's not too much emotional damage or fallout from the situation um which is obviously outside of your control but it is a really big prayer of ours that that be you know the outcome of of what's going on sis um you're definitely rightfully confused um but hopefully this kind of gives you a few things which you can think about which can help you at least find some kind of joy um moments of joy in in this season as well but yeah. what do you think Renee no i think that was super comprehensive man literally agree with everything that you said and just bouncing off your kind of latter points around 
you know, sometimes we are in a period or a situation or a season of our life that is for the most part, not where we want to be. Yeah. And I think the benefit right now is you're still relatively very young and um, you've got your whole life ahead of you. And knowing that this is only, you know, a, a season can actually be such a source of strength and power yeah, and knowing definitely. that there will be an opportunity for you to surpass this season and really become you know the architect of your own life is also super great unfortunately we can only deal with the cards that we've been dealt especially yeah. when we're younger and i know that this is a difficult time for your family especially you know in the midst of a custody case like mm. it's never going to be well in for the most part it's never going to be a um, positive experience for all involved but i think it is a case of finding the silver lining where you can and making the best of a situation that you don't want to be in because one thing about framing a season in your life that is particularly negative as completely negative is that it takes the joy out of everything so finding those moments to really actually curate joy in your life yeah. you know focusing on you know creating community where you can trying to even challenge some of those negative assumptions and negative thought patterns as they come right so reframing completely how you're interacting with some of the people at your school at your college as much of it feels as though you are you know a fish out of water this could really be a real character building opportunity for you and a real opportunity to really get to grips with a world that you don't know as scary mm -hmm. as it is mm -hmm. that i'm telling you this will be such an asset moving forward and you have aspirations to move to the uk the uk is literally the house of diversity especially places like london or birmingham manchester all these metropolitan places so it's actually quite an asset to be able to navigate these places and these spaces that may be unfamiliar terrain or territory mm. um but equally challenges you to bring out more parts of yourself um so i would definitely say try and find at least smaller opportunities for you to try and make friends um both offline but also online i think yeah. as you were saying it's so beautiful that we have online spaces to be yeah. able to actually grapple with and create community this sisterhood community being one of them but also a whole bunch of online communities that you can get plugged into and engage with and share more about and i'm just thankful that you were even able to write us this dilemma and trust us enough to kind of amplify and share your voice yeah. i'm sure that there are a whole bunch of sisters who are in similar situations where they're very much out of their comfort zone but also do not necessarily always have the resources that they want right away to make an instant change to their situation mm. So it takes solace in the fact that you're also not alone. And as much as you can, I know it's very difficult right now to repair the relationships that you have in your family that are kind of breaking around you. Yeah. But again, it's finding the momentary joy. It's finding the opportunities to rebuild where, where possible. Um, because again, the family unit, the family space is such an important part of our own, you know, progression and yeah. the way we navigate life. So even if it can't be one that's positive, at least moving towards a more neutral relationship, at least with your mother, your older brother, your father. Um, and yeah, really starting to think about your plans for the future. Like how can you set up and invest in your future knowing that this is but a you know a season yeah. um if you are you have aspirations to move to the uk then it looks like okay what are the next steps that i'm going to take to make sure that that becomes a reality in x amount of years and actually allowing yourself to identify those practical steps and then work towards those steps whilst you are at school um can also be a source of hope um but overall, sis, we love you. We are sending big, big hugs. We are sorry that this is, you know, your experience. It's a yeah. tough one. And I think it can sometimes be so frustrating when you can't make like immediate changes to your entire situation. Um, but 
you're on the cusp of adulthood, whether it's past, whether it's come by the time that you've listened to this yeah, podcast episode, episode, happy birthday. We hope that you are able to enjoy it even just a little yeah. bit um, as you enter into this new age. Mm -hmm. And we wish nothing but the best for you. We also pray that there is clarity and wisdom and discernment in your next steps. Yeah. Um, and we also just pray that the earth, everything around you collaborates to make that a possibility. Amen. Um, but yeah, sending lots of love, sis. And as always, sisters, we would love to hear your thoughts, your insights. Yeah, Are any of you experiencing the same thing as our good sis? Are any of you like a little bit further ahead in your life, in your career, having come from a similar background? What words of wisdom can you send back over to sis who is trying to get it all together yeah. in her own life? We would so appreciate it if you would drop it like it's hot in the comment below over mm -hmm. here on YouTube. For sure. But moving on to the meat and bones of the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I really wanted to do this conversation and this type of episode is the girlies love the dilemmas, but it, there seems to be a lot of questions that mm. stay coming up mm. when it comes to having girly chats with yeah, the girls. You sure. know what I'm saying? For sure. And as much as we loved the live show, we only touched the surface, literally. Oh, we couldn't get through all of those questions. It was insane. There was like over a thousand people in the room. Oh and we were goodness. like, yeah, everyone, like if you want to ask the question, a question, incoming 400 questions. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing about us is we can't do the whole... So here's like one point. To keep yeah, no, no, no. We had to expand, no. expound, uh, nuance, elaborate. That's what they call nuance. it. That's what they call and it. I think we answered like two questions. Literally. But it was hearty. Meaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. Was People good took stuff. stuff out of the room. It was great. Yeah. So today, <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever we be able to get through all of those questions. Some. <laughs> Listen, some. Just to manage expectations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it would form the basis of a really great girl chat. Yeah, we can always revisit. We this is true. Revisit. Our whole podcast episode. Season just five talking. of the podcast is coming back, coming up. True. Sorry. So true. you never know. Maybe we can this change the true. structure around a little bit. In fact, by the time that you guys are listening to this, it may very well be the actual third year anniversary of this oh, podcast. What was it? Like past like, the 7th of November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's three years, four seasons, and we're still here in your earlobes. How about that? How about the ghost that's not going? How wow. about, you know, wow, wow, wow. we've been around. Yeah, we have. But to kick off this nice little girls chat, yeah. one of the most popular questions that we actually got was, yeah. how do you deal with maintaining multiple friendships and ensuring that they're all fruitful? Mm. Is it genuinely possible or can we only have a small handful? It's genuinely possible, mm -hmm. but it depends on what you determine as fruitful. Because mm. every friendship will yield different fruit. Mm -hmm. And I think when you manage that kind of expectation of what does this relationship, what does a fruitful relationship look like for us? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. ask that same question for every one of your friends, right? Mm. So like for some of your friends, a fruitful relationship, depending on what you're called to be to one another mm -hmm. is seeing each other all the time, speaking to each other all the time. I don't know, just whatever it is you determine to be fruitful. Whereas right. with some of your other friends who may be more so acquaintances or professional friends, a fruitful friendship is a successful collaboration on yeah, something. Yeah. And that's it, you know? So depending on the capacity of your friendships, um, fruit will look different. And I think that's why it's important to really manage expectations by mm. calling your friendship what it is. Mm. Is this an acquaintance? Is this a professional person, like a professional PR? Mm. Is this a colleague? Is this someone in your network? Is it your friend? Is it your boss? Is it your whatever it is? 
is it a mentee? Is it a mentor? What right. is this relationship? Because I think friendship is a very broad term and we're used to bringing up like, oh, this person is my friend. And mm. I've, I've even had to catch myself on it recently on like, they're not my friend, actually. They're mm. like someone I know within mm. my network. And it's just <laughs> easy to call them a friend. But if we're not careful, mm. that can then breed unrealistic expectations for what is to come out of and be put into yeah. this relationship. So I think just making sure you and the person are on the same page. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an explicit conversation of like, this is our contractual agreement. Mm. It's more so like a we know what's going down. Right. And if you want more, let me know. If you, this is too much, let me know. Um, and I just think being finding that ground of like no both of our expectations are being met and both of us feel like we're doing this um to our current capacity and i think people just generally understand that i think where things can become techie is when you want more than the person's willing to give Mm. and i think that's or vice versa they want more than you're willing to give so i think it's worth just thinking like even if I, I can just write down who are my top priorities in my friends, not like a league table, but like a league table. Mm. Where it's like, who are actually my priorities? Who are like my close friends? Who are my sisters? Who do I want to check in regularly and less um, structured? And yeah. then who am I trying to build relationship with relationships within this season? Let's actually put some stuff in the diary to cultivate that relationship. Yeah. Um, but that communication doesn't necessarily need to be every day. Those meetups don't necessarily have to be as often um, or it could be vice versa. You're trying to build relationships. So you dedicate more in-person time to meeting new people. And then, you know, your OGs, your people who, you know, that's my Cody. You see each other every three months yeah, and it's fine. And it's so I think it's just knowing yourself, knowing your friends, mm. knowing the expectations, and then like practically thinking about how much time and energy am I going to allocate to each of these things? And do I think I can actually do it? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it all comes down to what is a fruitful friendship with that person specifically. I'd love that. Yeah. You know what that made me think of? The fact that when you think of a fruits bowl, the fruits are all different, right? Yeah. You can have apples, oranges, bananas, yeah. pears, tomatoes, if you think they're a fruit. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. The trouble is many of us approach friendships thinking that everybody has to be an apple. Yeah. Or that relationship always has to look like a banana when really your friendships will be individual. They mm-hmm. will be tailored. And yeah. I think they'll also be governed by the fact that you have a finite amount of energy to give. And I think sometimes you can feel, at least sometimes I feel a bit guilty about that, right? Like I can only give so much. um, And as much as I would like relationships to be quote unquote equal, whatever that looks like, it's just not realistic within my current scope of responsibilities and how I live my life. So not being afraid to actually segment relationships or at least, yeah, or at least define relationships individually and decide on different cadences different styles um the way that that would look like as much as you can value and love people around the same mark that expression doesn't always have to look the same exactly um and allowing yourself to do that and not cave under the pressure of maintaining a friendship that looks the same across all of your friends and also not being ashamed to use those different labels right acquaintance neighbor um somebody that you see regularly like it's actually fine i can still have a lot of love for you it's just that we're not friends in that particular way um and unshackling yourself from doing that Mm -hmm. and then also i think if you are going to name those priority friendships actually putting in the work to maintain them um i love what you're saying in terms of like having a league table but it makes me think of like star players on like basketball like football whatever managers will put a lot of investment in a lot of their star players because they know that these are the 
you know, high priority players. As much as the whole team is a big priority and the way that they work together is important, there are certain relationships that will require a different type of investment and a deeper investment for it to be maintained. Mm -hmm. And if you don't put that investment in, well, you don't necessarily have a star player or a star relationship. So still being committed to actually investing in those relationships that you've you've identified as important Mm. to you um, and deciding what that looks like between you as well. Mm. Um, I think making sure that, yeah, this is, what are the values of those friendships that you have with those other people as well? What are the cadences that you have decided on in terms of communication? I love what you're saying in terms of, there'll be some people you'll speak to every three, four, six months. I even saw something on TikTok recently that was super cute where folks hadn't spoken to each other in a while. So they had a slideshow. Yeah, that's cute. And they did like a nice night at the end of six months. What are the updates? No top liners. Just high level (laughs) stuff, you know, nothing nothing to... too too much yeah um but yes yeah, that's that's what we'd say that's what we'd say yeah but moving on to the next um question ask away and this is one that we actually answered at the live show oh but kept on coming up in different variations oh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you know yeah, the yeah. girls love a good conversation yeah the romantic stuff as oh, we have yeah, seen yeah. yeah 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 and that is sorry before you even ask that stop asking us if we have boyfriends oh. <laughs> stop asking that go on <laughs> I was about to say care to expand Go and ask your question (laughs) Key questions to ask a future partner For the single ladies Before in fact (laughs) My processing speed today guys Is (laughs) just in fact Not just on the boyfriend part But also stop projecting that we're depressed And lonely and sad Because there's been a whole bunch of people that are like You guys live with cats First of all how do you know I'm not allergic good question how do you know yeah. have you ever seen a furry animal i know we've spoken about puff okay <laughs> puff is not oh, here yet puff in she's spirit. not around she's in spirit okay stop projecting all of these really like if it's you're gonna if you're gonna talk on us at least say positive things how can you no, be out the here internet, babe. You'll read a comment and say ah you're single with yeah, five yeah. cats but i think it's interesting as soon as you say like my friends are prior- a priority in my life not the priority but a priority mm. in my life people are like oh <laughs> with that face is oh so sad so sad um and i just i think that's quite interesting especially as we talk about like it's literally the whole first chapter of our book where it's like listen friendships are actually worth investing in but also the reason why i say stop asking us about our boyfriends is one so people can stop projecting and two because like there's only so much of ourselves we can share before this becomes about us right, right. and this isn't about us right this our friendship and that part of our lives is here as just a model to lead something else yeah, for yeah. a generation and like let's never say never we will share certain things about our lives yeah. you guys know i've been so vocal about being single it's actually quite sick yeah, and I just think that when you have, when you're open about stuff like that, the projections come in thick and fast, Listen. especially when it's over a period of time, people make their own narrative. Mm. And I've always said like the, the key aim of transparency should be to bring value to someone else, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. to tell your business. So that's what I'm going to say on that. In essence, please mind the business that, that pays, pays you. you. Thank you. And yeah. stop projecting on us, guys. The ones that hate us with yeah, the egg. Yeah, yeah. But sisters, we get it. We Press get us. that you'd be curious. We get that you'd want us to be happy. Mm. And we are happy. Yeah. God will make a way. God <laughs> will make a way. Oh, shut up. Shut up. God 
God bless that young pastor. Honestly, Jesus. honestly. He's oh moving. God, we adore you. We adore we you. Praise oh, you. Glory, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, question. Key yeah. questions to on the romantic stuff. Yeah, key yeah. questions to ask a potential partner yes yeah we did get this at the live show i think we got really really good answers at the live podcast show um from the panelists and they were talking about how like really and truly not to give away what everyone said Mm -hmm. but really and truly you just want to make sure you're on the same page absolutely and i think that's just the essence of communication um the essence of relationships right now is communication Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in this dating phase let's just get both just get all our cards out on the table <sighs> about what we want this to be and what we're expecting from it. Is this just a talking stage? Mm. Is this leading to marriage? Mm-hmm. Is this sexual? Is this not sexual? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm do you actually like me? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Just getting on the table, like what sort of person are you? What is important to you? And the more serious you get, just making sure that though the seriousness of those conversations increases as well, yeah. where again, we're just trying to get on the same page and get to a place of agreement. Cause like, I always say this, like agreement is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think it just allows for there to be such great understanding between the both of you that you are working towards something similar and you both don't feel cheated or mm-hmm. like you're being mis- misunderstood or like too much pressure is being put on you. So I think as you get more serious, you can increase the seriousness of those conversations. And if it's, you know, evolving from what do you like to what do you want to be as a parent, like things Mm -hmm. like that, it will evolve Mm -hmm. over time. But the main aim is communicating so that you can be on the same page. What is this? What does dating mean? What does a relationship mean? What does a relationship mean to you? Because if you say you want a relationship, I might be saying monogamy. You might be thinking polygamy. I want to know we are on the same page. So let's make sure that we are having these conversations. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that monogamy, polygamy, because some of y'all open relationships. Yeah, open relationship. And it's like, no, let's get on the same page as to what we're both committing ourselves to. 100%. Just so that I know I'm getting what I want and mm-hmm. you're also not coming in with unrealistic expectations. 100%. So I think that's what kills relationships in the dating phase, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought this. And it's like, don't assume. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And I think framing is really, really important. I think where a lot of people go wrong is the framing of the question. So if you are interested in marriage, if you are interested in having kids, it doesn't have to be how many kids do you want? When do you want to get married? Yeah. It can be, I'm interested in marriage at the end of this courtship. Are you? Mm. It can be, I would in future potentially like to have a family around the size of X, Y, Z. Is this something that resonates with you mm. and keeping it high level? Because I think a lot of the pressure comes when it is directed specifically at a person straight off the bat. Mm. And it's more so about, as you were saying, alignment of those core values as early as possible. Um, just so that. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You guys know that you're on the same page, but it doesn't put quote unquote people under pressure. But even with that, Sometimes pressure is good. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to put people under pressure, pressure because the more that you, you don't want to end up suppressing a lot of your values or your thoughts or your feelings this early on or like relatively early on because you're afraid of what this person might think because since there's going to be a whole bunch of other things that you're going to encounter in the dating process, even if if and when you get into a relationship, other th- obstacles that you will have to overcome. And it's helpful to have a understanding of how that person deals with that straight off the bat, if you can. And also understand how they respond as well, yeah. right? You are The dating phase is an opportunity for you to build a catalog of this person. Yeah. What are their characteristics? What do they believe in? What do they care about? Do your lives actually align and can yeah. they fit together? What is a non-negotiable? What isn't a non-negotiable? And I think sometimes, especially as women, we can be um, forced into or compelled into thinking that we need to just simply allow the uh, the guy to take, you know, yeah. the, the driving steer to do the pursuing and to just sit comfortably and take whatever comes our way. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. This needs to be intentional because this is a meeting of both parties, yeah. not just the one party. Yeah. Even if you were of the belief that somebody should steer at the same time, you're still part of the car and still part of that engine. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually very important for women to actually have a very intentional part of that dating process. Yeah. And if you do have some burning questions that you want to ask to avoid doubt, to avoid um wasting time then ask them yeah definitely definitely but moving on to the sorry there was something i was gonna say go ahead um definitely i think what's also important there is not just asking questions but looking for whether those actions match up yeah yeah. because i think when you ask people a question especially off the bat they Mm -hmm. know what to say like i want this i want that i want this but over time our minds can change our behavior also will let us know what we'll actually do in certain scenarios um And I think more so than really putting our attention on, oh, does this match on paper? It's actually, does this match in real life? Mm. What do you, what is your actual behavior? What's Mm. your approach to certain situations? What is your character like? Um, And do I get on with that? Do you live up to what it is you said? And even if you don't, can I live with what it is I'm seeing and not Mm. just what you're saying? And I think a lot of us want to go in and ask the right questions because we think based on what they say, we can make our decision, but you don't make decisions based on what people say. You make decisions on how people act. And some of them are acting wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So please act right. Off the back of that question, Mm -hmm. actually. What advice would you give to ladies who are slowly giving up on true love in the current generation? Don't. Don't give up. Stop it. Don't <laughs> give up on true love. Elaborate. Um, what would I say? What would I say? I feel like love still exists. Love is not, um, love isn't an era. It's like a, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing that people commit to. It's, mm. it's a person. It's a feeling. I think it's, you can find it. I think our generation is definitely tapped mm. in some ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's linked to all of the the necessary skills which we are avoiding cultivating because we are hiding behind 
tweets and social media and the right. images and the personas which we get to project into the digital world and we forget that actually like our characters need sharpening and we can we have to just demonstrate that offline and in person and cultivate those in-person relationships mm. um and so i wouldn't give up on it is it hard yes i don't necessarily think it's harder now compared to other generations yeah. i think that it's just different and so all you can really do is be authentic and true to yourself mm. really do work on yourself invest in yourself um but also like wait for the true thing to come along i think there will be a lot of counterfeits there will be a lot of things that come along which we are tempted to settle for um and i think you in order to hold on to true love is basically a rejection of that it's avoiding yeah. settling it's it's deciding that actually i want to wait for the true thing to happen and also determining what true love is to you are you looking for that hollywood whirlwind romance yeah. maybe letting go of that fantasy or letting go of like the disney projection of love may be a good thing to do because life doesn't necessarily work out that way but if you're if you're talking about looking for genuine connection, genuine mm. safety, um, genuine commitment, covenant, sacrifice, genuine um, grace, comfort and care um, and unity and agreement. I think those things are all out there because those things are all decisions people choose, right? Mm. They choose to be caring. They choose to be in covenant. They choose to be committed. Um, and so looking for somebody who can make that choice, if you exist and you're willing to make that choice, there is someone else in the world who who exists and is willing to make that choice with you. Yeah. Um, I think it's more so allowing yourself to not settle for what is not love mm. um, in, in the disappointment of of what you may be seeing in the world and i do also think it's it's making sure that your idea of true love is not unrealistic Absolutely. um because maybe you you're looking for something which actually doesn't exist mm -hmm. if you're looking for love without problem love without disagreement love without um challenge love without refinement love without sacrifice and you're not really looking for love you're just looking for ease and i, I don't think there's any such thing as easy love which mm. is true love so i do think that you are going to necessarily be signing yourself up to hardship. But I think the beauty of love is that you overcome the challenges that come with it. And so that stuff is out there. Um, yeah. It's once in a lifetime sometimes. Um, and it can be found in so many different ways as well, not only romantically, but also mm -hmm. platonically. Mm -hmm. And I think also finding hope in that fact, right? There are good people in the world. You just have to keep keep finding them. Yeah, and being one. How about you? That was so beautiful. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank Courtney. you. <laughs> so platonic. Um, we're also really trying to make a movement with hashtag platonic. So if you can support us and when your friend does something that's really like sweet that in a romantic com context, you would say that's so romantic. <laughs> Please say, oh, that's so platonic. And let's keep it yeah, going, guys. Keep it going. Goes. I know the sisters yeah. are probably listening into you. No, I you never know. know. They could try child hashtag platonic but no i absolutely love that it is really understanding what is meant by true love yeah. right and being quite realistic about what is love yeah. what does love represent for me and yeah. where can i find love realistically yeah and there is an element of love that can be encompassed in those hollywood depictions mm -hmm. right in the disney in the yeah. it should feel like this or it should look like this and sometimes it looks like unplugging from all of these should be depictions and yeah. actually defining what love looks like for mm -hmm. you and to you 
especially if you are in an environment where the depictions of love are unhealthy or abusive, or perhaps you haven't actually seen or been exposed to good representations of love, then it's very, it's even more important that you actually find that and you pursue that outside of, you know, the pictures that we may see on social media or the narratives that, you know, we, we come across online trying to find proximity to people that have love, experienced mm. love, getting around, you know, couples that may actually share love, yeah. getting around friends that are loving to you and understanding that love can exist in these spaces and in tandem with each other. Yeah. I think sometimes we can, in our pursuit of that one true love, we forget that we're actually surrounded by love in mm-hmm. different ways and different manifestations. Mm-hmm. And that pursuit of that romantic true love um is only one element of the true love that can be felt from friends from family from the things that we do the things that bring us joy from loving ourselves um from cultivating a relationship with god all of these different things um can bring love into our lives so not allowing ourselves to be bogged down by these traditional depictions of love but also allowing ourselves to recognize the presence of love in our lives already um and honoring that and then also if you are you know actively pursuing romantic love As Courtney said, don't settle. Like, don't be out here settling for what we think is going to produce love if there aren't any seeds that are already there to, to be found. Yeah. I think sometimes it's so, so easy for us to hope that one day this situationship or this situation will turn into love or, you know, settle for something just because we we have this dream of it blossoming into something else. But if those seeds are already providing indicators that this isn't love, then Mm -hmm. sis, you have to get out. Um, And also equally, if you are coming across um, these kind of more abusive depictions of love or you've experienced that actually in embracing the love that you already have around you Mm. or pursuing love intentionally in all of these different environments you're already pulling up a shield against any false depictions of love that may enter into your life it makes me think of you know some of the dilemmas that we've had some of the things that we have encountered in terms of hearing women's stories around these false depictions Mm -hmm. of love and understanding that sometimes in the desire for and in the pursuit of love we start to um, settle for the counterfeit Mm -hmm. so even in that making sure that you don't settle keep yeah. the like keep the love in your heart or the desire for love alive but also keep fanning that flame because yeah, eventually exactly. you will find that person yeah. if a person like you exists then your partner that's it or the love that you you seek actually exists too there you go it can be found guys it really can it really can and wait out for it search for it yeah they're coming it will find you hopefully Coming on to our last question for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like we said, there was a whole bunch, but out of the 200, shall we can only do a few Mm -hmm. guys. How do you heal effectively and free yourself from the past, shame, unsuccessful friendships and trying to move forward in adulthood? Ooh, that is a loaded question. Mm Oh, how do you heal? Well, firstly, like, healing isn't just about the amount of time it really is about the intentionality Mm. I think you have to take real practical steps to really go into those different layers of it Mm. like Mm. what is it that has brought this this brokenness feeling of emptiness or sadness or yeah whatever it is you're trying to heal from whether it's trauma um or like you said those senses of shame like what what caused those what did it teach you about life what did it teach you about people what did it tell you or what did it make you believe about yourself and it really becomes an investigative exercise that Mm. needs to be done over time Mm -hmm. and I would argue it needs to be done 
with someone like a professional or you know just somebody who can really guide you through that emotional work because mm. it's hard that deep work is really hard and it it is labor intensive emotional yeah. labor um allow yourself to take your time to do it but be intentional about every single step that you take and um, and then remind yourself that there is um there is redemption. Like there is, your whole life can transform. It may not be overnight, but it will happen eventually with the right amount of work in it and the right amount of hope mm. um, for the future. And I think a lot of us, when we are in that place of feeling like we are broken or things yeah. can't, you know, we kind of get into this state of pessimism. The thing that we often don't have is hope hope for a better future yeah. um, and I think that's one of the key things you have to hold on to and fight to hold on to and um, for the future it's not necessarily radical optimism or delusion being delusional um and delusion but it's more so hope mm. just I have hope that things could get better even if it's just in one area of my life yeah I actually do have hope that this thing could change because I know it doesn't have to be like this it's not like this for other people and even though you know it's been like this for me it doesn't need to be like this for me for the rest of my life yeah. and if you let go of that hope there's nothing left to fight for and so allow yourself to actually have hope and then start doing the work to do the fighting like mm you know whether it's going to therapy or having the necessary conversations with the people in your life or at least you know giving yourself that affirmation that says things are going to actually get better I just need to do the work um then do that you know do mm -hmm. the journaling do the the long the long um sessions of like just thinking um and don't think yourself into circles but allow yourself to actually find practical steps that you can take forward to resolve those things within your heart within your soul um the next thing i would actually say when it comes to adulting as well is similarly all is not lost mm. and let go of your preconceived timeframes yeah. as to when things should be done and how things should be. And oh my gosh, like comparison then kicks in. You're thinking everyone else has this figured out and I don't, mm. that is definitely not the case. And the more you allow yourself to think about that lie, you kind of get stuck. You get stuck in hopelessness and you get stuck thinking that things will not work out for you. Yeah. And like I said, what's necessary and like integral to actually healing is a lot of hope, a lot of faith and a lot of commitment to getting to where it is you envision yourself being yeah. and who you envision yourself being. And so let go of the comparisons, man. Let go of the, oh my gosh, how did I even get here in the first place? Oh my gosh, other people have this figured out. No one yeah. else can relate. Um, That's definitely not true. A, a whole bunch of us are here thinking how do I navigate this things haven't gone well for me I really want this and this and that to be better in mm. my life um and I think that's what the essence of this whole glowing and growing journey is it's a continual process of assessment um and not necessarily scrutiny yeah. but actually evaluating what's going on and does it align with the life I want to build for myself mm. and if it's not then okay what's the work that I need to do to to make it like align that um and am I willing to commit myself to doing that work and can I surround myself with people who will help me do that work mm. and so that's basically the process you need to go on and please do not think you're alone in yeah, that experience exactly. it's definitely not unique um but it's something that a lot of us can definitely resonate with in terms of feeling lost feeling broken mm. and just just knowing that like the pieces that you have right now can be made into a really nice masterpiece sure. if you just start crafting crafting with what you have i love that absolutely love that 
you know, the thing about healing is it's not always going to be a cut and dry story at or all. a linear trajectory. At Oftentimes we heal in bits. We sometimes regress. Sometimes things happen. And I think the beauty of adulthood, I know a lot of people see this as a negative, but the beauty of adulthood is that we can actually take accountability yeah. and responsibility for our decisions. So it means that there is a creative power. There is a agency that we have, right? Yeah. And healing is no different. Um, the fact that we can take and own our decisions is such a positive because it means that we can own our healing. We can yeah. own our decisions. We can own the fact that maybe we messed up here, but we can also own the fact that we can do better. Yeah. And it's very important to actually lean into that. So maybe things have not gone right in the past. It's a great learning opportunity. It's a great time for you to really process what actually happened here to what extent can this be attributed to the person that I was then? And how can I make sure that I am taking active steps on a daily basis to becoming the woman that I actually see myself mm -hmm. as or the woman that I really want to become? And being very intentional about that process, putting together a program for yourself. I think adulthood is tough because it almost feels like the situations and the stakes are a lot higher and a lot um, more difficult to navigate because we don't have the same systems that we may have had within a family unit or the same um, systems that we may have in like school or other institutions that we are protected in. Yeah. It feels like we're very much fending for ourselves out there and unfortunately relationships can be um one of the primary sites in which a lot of damage can be mm -hmm. done but equally relationships are the primary site in which a lot of us derive our most joyful moments mm -hmm. from so seeing you know what can you be held accountable to how do you want that accountability to look like um not dwelling too much on the unsuccessful yeah. friendships that you mentioned, but also thinking about what were the key points of that you can learn? What yeah. are the people that you still have around you right now that you can invest in um, moving forward with them and also creating open lines of feedback and communication with people around you too. A lot of, I don't want to project here or assume or anything like that, but one of the fundamental ways that we can mess up the relationships in our lives is that breakdown in communication, yeah. that breakdown in the consistent um, sharing of thoughts and opinions in a way that's actually couched in love. Yeah. So thinking about, okay, this is what didn't work in my past friendships or my past relationships. This is what I would like to implement moving forward and be an intentional like that from the jump mm -hmm. when you are crafting these relationships with mm -hmm. other people is super, super important. I think also self-forgiveness is mm -hmm. important to the healing process. It's very difficult to heal if you don't first forgive yourself. And it's very hard to do, especially when we... Um, give the power of forgiveness to other people there is still always going to be an element of like ah the guilt and the shame that's associated with actions that you may have done yeah. um, and as much as you may have been a perpetrator or um whatever to somebody else there is still an element of this happened between two people or more than two people and one of those core elements is you yeah. and you need to make sure that you forgive yourself for at least that part yeah. um just so that you're not held bound or held hostage or trapped in that past that shame because one thing about shame is shame is gonna hold you back yeah shame is gonna hold you back for real. um so finding opportunities to forgive yourself through those affirmations on a daily basis it might be a you know i am worthy i am deserving because one thing about shame is shame often strips us of our confidence and our worthiness in the things that we believe that we've been called to or um often strips us of our self-esteem and it's really important that you really focus on building that back up especially throughout the healing process mm. because without that self-love that self-confidence that self-esteem 
it's very, very difficult for you to heal, but also difficult for you to create the life that you think that you deserve. Yeah. Um, so really focusing on that um, and cutting yourself a little bit of slack. Yeah. Adulting is hard, <laughs> guys. It really is. This thing is a daily battle. It, it really, really requires daily intentionality, but also daily rest. Um, the healing journey doesn't have to be super intense all the time of you like processing things and like yeah. doing the active steps. Sometimes the healing process can actively look like rest like i'm going to give myself a day to like get myself together yeah. every few weeks or even every week i'm going to do this for myself yeah. um and really repairing that relationship that you have with yourself and not constantly subjecting yourself to what initially starts off with good intentions but eventually transforms into t you tormenting yourself mm -hmm. because it's not from a place of love and restoration but more from a place of guilt and shame yeah um so yeah that's what i would say mm -hmm. that's good good practical advice to close off the episode a bit of a throwaway question actually mm -hmm. um and it has made me think about obviously the dilemma that we initially got was from our younger sister yeah. and one beautiful thing about the sisterhood is that it is multi-generational yeah. so we got sisters that are young 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 and then we got some sisters that are fine as wine mm. um reflecting on courtney mm -hmm. maybe two or three years ago what is one thing that she needed to hear you're capable of more than you think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You're capable of more than you think. Um, I think two, three years ago, and I think this is by virtue of just being young, mm. um, but I was like building my company. I was kind of like, oh, where can this go? And I think it's only this year yep. that I've really discovered just how great I am mm. and like just what God has really blessed me with the ability to do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what I've been able to learn from the experiences that I've had in my past. And I think three years ago, I was definitely at that stage where I was like, yeah, I'm good at things. And people, I think people could see it in me more than I could see it in myself. And yeah. I was willing to kind of give it, just do whatever I could, but it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. And I really didn't have a deep sense of gratitude for mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. and I think this is just hindsight, but like, I didn't have a deep sense of gratitude for the journey God had taken me on mm. and where it, what it had made me. Yeah. And I feel like this year I really discovered what I'm made of and it, it, I was shocked. Um, and I was impressed. I would say that. And I'm really, I would, I would go back and tell her like, Oh, you're capable of so much more. I don't think you you need to start seeing just how great great you are. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think it's brought a level of confidence. It's brought a level a level of gratitude. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's bring it's brought a bit of a sobriety as well. Mm. Um, but it's been nice. It's been that's beautiful, man. Yeah, I'm been, proud of you. It's been nice. It's hard to put into words. It's definitely felt like a little bit of a butterfly kind mm. of cocoon Blooming. caterpillar cocoon um you know emerging as a butterfly kind of thing and i'm yeah. like wow like because it's funny oh this a whole time <laughs> it's funny because everyone's like oh cdb cdb and mm. i'm like you knew. and no but the thing is it's more so like why does that name even carry any weight? Mm -hmm. Like I, I just kind of used to think like, why are people drawn to me? Why is it that yeah, everything, yeah. pretty much everything I touch good, turns out successfully? And I think it's a lot of like imposter syndrome surrounding, yeah. am I actually good at what I do? Or is this all just by chance? Mm -hmm. I did that. And I think the more I've been deep in God and the more I've been thinking about like purpose and the impact and the weight mm -hmm. of what it is we get to do, the more I'm like, 
Nah, you're special. Yeah. You're special. Um, yeah. How about you, Renee? Oh, thank you for saying you're proud of me. Sorry. Just relax. It's all right, girl. How you about was you? in flow state. <laughs> um, for me, resist the urge to self-edit. Mm. I think uh, being somebody that absolutely adores writing mm. and also somebody that's like super hell-bent on just creating cool and successful yeah. things, I think I've been in a lot of environments where I've had to like hide or edit or yeah. be very conscious of the way that I'm being received yeah. to the point where I've, I had gone to a place where I found it quite difficult to articulate my actual emotions and yeah. feelings, or I had um, started exhibiting masking behaviors. So just to like appease situations, you know, I'm going to let things slide. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to, you know, just move with the tide and stuff like that. And I think what's actually been super free and especially getting older is just if I don't like it, I don't like it. Yeah. If this is something that is not aligned with the work that I want to do, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Um, and allowing myself to feel no guilt or shame about actually being authentic to myself yeah. and how I feel yeah. has been so freeing. So if I could go back and do it earlier and be like, babe, just yeah. say what you needed to say yeah. here or spend some time actually keying into your emotions and how you're feeling internally. Yeah. And then the expression will come later yeah. because it's actually been in the moments of me being the rawest that I've seen the most breakthroughs in my Definitely. life, even in like professional situations, personal situations, actually just allowing my emotions and my thoughts to come out yeah. has been so beneficial, so fruitful. And it means that there's just been so much greater alignment and joy in the things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to do anything or I don't feel like I'm forced to show up in a particular way. I'm only doing it out of a place of, I want to do what I want to do because I genuinely believe in it and I care about it or I'm pursuing this relationship with this person because I actually like the person and I think we're a good fit or um, yeah. I'm actually building the things that I want to build because I think they're genuinely important and yeah. not because of um, certain expectations or whatever. So actually just ceasing and desisting on the self-editing yeah. and allowing the rawness of my thoughts, my feelings and myself to actually come out and flow yeah, through definitely. and it makes me think of um you know the tattoo that I have on my arm that's like a flower and a face yeah and initially I got it because I like the duality yeah. of some people see a flower some people see a face mm. but the older I get and the more I mature this is so moist by the way guys mm. but we're here the older I get the more important it is for me to represent both mm. and that whole idea of it doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. I can be present in both. Yeah, at the my, same time. Exactly. Um, so yeah, season and assistant on the- beautiful. Self-editing. Self-editing. That's wonderful. Lovely to see. <sighs> so platonic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that was the right context. I will force it. <laughs> Guys, look, it's either you accept platonic or I start doing that whole rapping thing. And I think we've come to a place- where we've collectively have decided. you come to a place no i no think, have you come to a place because others were there early <laughs> i think we have since come to an understanding you have come to the i think someone has self-acceptance has taken I place think some acceptance has taken place on your part there will always be a part of me though that yeah. believes that Maybe somewhere else in the ethosphere. Yeah, yeah. Renee, the rapper. Are thriving. RK, the spoken thriving. word artist. Thriving. Is living her best ideal. 100%. But unfortunately, 
the Renee of this manifestation yeah. has been called to be, Woo. you know, TMS, we're here. We've just witnessed the breakthrough. <laughs> a whole season long breakthrough. Guys, she's uh, season four. Because season five, I might come wow, back and be like, wow, wow, wow. And pop. I will take it out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Anyways, wow. guys, it's, look, I don't want to threaten you, but hashtag platonic or I bring back. This is how I know I get caught in your board because you'll proper support it. Be like, guys, what? let's get hashtag platonic. I won't be held on. You can trying. rap. You can rap. That's the thing. Like, you can actually rap. You know those parents that are like, you can just do go it. Ahead and do yeah, you and can do it. In the expression you of yourself, it. you'll realize that what you're doing is not good. Yeah, you do it, babe. Support. I love the unconditional support that I get from. Is Courtney. it unconditional? I love the unconditional support that I get I from Courtney. Anyways, guys, hashtag platonic. Um, <laughs> if I've come up with a rap song that's called hashtag platonic, child, that's yeah, even the... Wow, Anyways, guys, let me stop holding. Let me... <laughs> Absolute waste, man. Let me stop holding people hostage. They're probably thinking, Rush, she's going to um, drop a sweet 16. Anyways, sisters, we would love to know, what are your thoughts on some of the questions that we yeah. answered? Does anything resonate with you? Do you have any other burning questions that you have for us? Did you like this style of podcast episode yeah. where we had a bit of a chit chat? Let us know in the comments below on for YouTube. Real. But you can also post a comment over on Spotify. So whilst yeah. you are rating this podcast five, five stars, stars, you can also leave a comment that we can publish on Spotify. And whilst you are, you know, once you've done that, I'm just defining the user journey for you. So <laughs> you listen to the podcast, you leave it five stars, you write your comments, come to YouTube, you like it, you right. read it and uh, you leave your comment. After you have done all of that, please, please, please come and follow our platforms on social media. At to my sisterhood on everything: LinkedIn, Instagram, yeah, Twitter, yeah. TikTok. Name we you name it. it. We're there. We're there. We love to see it. And of course, come and follow us on our individual pages. The lovely lady to the left of me at CD Barteng, and of course, come and follow me over at Renee Kapiku. We love to see it. Well, sisters, have an amazing, amazing week. Apologies if my. Uh, energy has been low i am shattered <laughs> to my core oh my days but yeah um, we love you all so much keep sending in your questions and episode requests have an amazing week and as always keep glowing and growing ciao ciao Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 